Welcome to another edition of Living a Rich Life, the home version. I am your host, Rich James. And today we got a great show that's inspiring. We got some special guests that's inspiring. It's going to be an informative conversation. And we look forward to um, you joining and listening and watching. Um, so today we have a special guest. But before we get into that, I want to get into some of the recent events that's happening. Um, you know, for those that don't know, yesterday was, uh, you should have known, yesterday was the time to vote here in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, folks came out in record numbers. So that was glad to see and glad to hear. Um, again, just congratulations to a successful party at the mailbox event that was by Baltimore Votes and uh, Black Girls Vote. So folks got out there and vote, and that was good. They came out in record numbers. Um, in addition, we know this is a tough time in terms of um, just in the world. There's been a lot of protesting and that continues to go across the country. Um, and as a result of the, again, the police brutality, um, the death of George Floyd and the lives of, of black and brown people. Um, I do believe that the four officers now, so the first gentleman or the first cop, call him a gentleman, um, he was charged. And then the other three, I believe, were charged today. So um, that's good. So all four men at this point in time have been charged. And I believe the first officer, um, they increased his charges to second degree murder. Um, so, you know, let's continue to, to, to pray on that, that justice is served. And again, it, now is the time to plan and strategize and make sure we're looking at because, um, you know, I think there was a saying that I'm not OK. And um, definitely, you know, I, I'm not OK. In other news, um, the state is opening up slowly but surely. The state is opening up. However, please remain cautious, um, whereas, you know, uh, we're not out of the woods yet, in my opinion. Um, again, the, the COVID-19 coronavirus is still out there. Um, and again, just remain cautious and remain safe. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about it. Um, you know, the past few months, again, I just want to say, have been a tr uh, tremendous burden for us all to bear. And uh, recent events remind us that we are vulnerable uh, to senseless violence, even during a pandemic, which is um, unbelievable. And here at Living a Rich Life Network, we intend to inform, inspire, and remind each other of the importance of living a rich life through some principles. And those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. And what we like to do is to bring guests on that um, embody and share those principles and elements. Um, so those principles, as I mentioned, we take those six things and we want you to follow us, be inspired by the stories, um, be engaged, um, and we want to make sure that you're informed. So as I say, uh, when we bring our guests on, Let's talk about it. So my special guest today, um, today our guest is an educator in the state of Virginia, known to help give every student an equal opportunity at becoming academically successful. She recently published her first book titled, Not Mine, But I Love You. She is the creator, and hopefully I get this right, creator of Girls uh, no, Coffee and Curls. Uh, please welcome 
the talented and young educator slash author, Miss Destiny Braxton. Hi, everyone. All righty. Well, welcome, welcome, Destiny. I, I, I thank you for taking the time to uh, to join us. How are you, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank thanks for asking. Um, let's get right into it. We got folks that kind of want to know your story, and we want you to share your story because this is kind of a, a difficult time. But we're here to inspire folks and and and, and learn about you. Is that okay? All right, sounds like a plan. Um, so, so just tell us where you're from and, and really tell us also what was your best childhood memory growing up? We're going to start right there. So where you're from and your best childhood memory. Um, so I'm from Woodbridge, Virginia. And um, my best childhood memory. Yeah, I, 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 know you got a, I know you got a few of them. I do. Um, so my best childhood memory would be when I was at my grandma's house and my sister, my twin sister and I, we were like obsessed with watching Fear Factor and my grandma had like this balcony thing in her house and it was my turn and my sister was like, I dare you to jump off this, this banister. And I was like, Okay. So I did it and I just knew I was going to hit my pinky toe on the table and I did. And then I like cried after my sister was like, stop crying, stop crying. Don't stop crying. I'm never playing Barbies with you anymore. And I was like, I'm going to stop crying. <laughs> oh, okay. So your twins, look, yes. so, so, you, so you have a twin and mm-hmm. I guess is she the oldest? She came out first? No, I'm the oldest. I'm You're the oldest. Oh, so that was the, the, the young one, young and foolish one. Okay. Okay. I always like to open up with where you're from and kind of, again, since some of the things that you do involve children. So, you know, when did you know that you wanted to be a special educator and what steps did you take to achieve that goal? Um, so I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Like I've been saying that ever since I was like seven and making my sister play school with me. Um, but it wasn't until after I got my bachelor's degree in psychology and I knew that I still wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know like how to go about it. Okay. And then my advisor from my master's program told me that I should do the special education track because um, of my background with psychology. And so I ended up getting my master's of education in special education for general curriculum K through 12. And now I'm a special education teacher. Okay. And I, so you knew right away that's what you wanted to do. Yes. At a very, very young age. Well, that's, that's kudos to you. That's not normally uh, something, you know, a seven-year-old is thinking about, I, I can tell you. But then again, girls and, and boys are a little different. Uh, I think I was playing with Tonka trucks and things of that. So, <laughs> all right, well, we'll keep it going. So, so coming from Virginia, as you mentioned, Woodbridge, Virginia, uh, what were the biggest hurdles you faced in this journey to become a you know, special educator, um, to be where you are today? Um, I think my move from Woodbridge to Richmond and for me, that was just an all around culture shock because I, again, grew up like in the suburbs and we had plenty of resources and like throughout our, my education, I never like had problems with like getting internet access or having a computer or anything Mm. like that or school materials in general. And then I started teaching in Richmond, which is more of an urban environment. Um, our students have less resources. 
and they their living situations were way different from mine and i i had to take that into effect or into account that they they don't have the resources that i had when i was growing up. right and so, so, so that's yeah. i think that's when i realized like this is where i need to be like i would rather teach in a city school than in a county school because i would have more of an impact and i would be more resourceful to right students of the same skin color. And, and, and unfortunately, this is something that's been going on for, for a long time. Inner cities, they don't have the resources. You have the teachers that's engaging with supplies and, 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 and lunch and things of that nature. But one of the things I liked um, and I want to get into is your book. So we, we, we've copped a, a copy of it. Um, <laughs> very, 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 very pretty, the roses. And I think, you know, that Tell, tell us about, you know, you, you published this book and it's bilingual, yes. right? It's bilingual. And some of the things that it touched on was, was really fascinating to me. So, so tell us the inspiration, um, the concept that you know, motivated you to write this book. Um, so like the overall theme is that I told myself this year that I would have a voice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that knew me as, while I was growing up, kept asking why I wanted to be a teacher. You know, they don't make money, get a higher degree and teach at a university. And so I wanted to put in written form what my rewards have been as a, I've only been teaching for two years, but as a teacher so far. And um, that's very evident on the pages in each of my book. And I can definitely say that I, all of those rewards are more rewarding than a salary to me. Yeah, I, I, so that's I think that's a, a good point, Destiny. It's it's not always about the money, and and again, when it comes to the principles, uh, again, just to inspire folks, you got to have good health, right? So good health, the, the saying now was good health uh, equals good wealth, uh, something along <laughs> those lines, right? <laughs> um, and then again, this relationship, again, you were able to. Have a, you had a pretty you have an excellent relationship with your mother because I, I I do and, and the family so that's good and the financial piece is good but really when it comes down it, it sounds like from a philanthropic you're a teacher being able to provide your skills to those that are, are less fortunate what what I would like to do is because again this this is the book folks it's available now right yes okay so tell us how folks can get a copy of, of your book. Um, so you can go on my website. It's called I Hope I Dream dot com, and the cop you can order a copy online. Okay, so we'll share that again later, um, just to make sure folks have it. But what I would like to do is one of the things, given the time that we're in, um, that the, the world is, I, I I found this to be very, um, very profound. Um. Or, or maybe you want to read it. You want to. You got a, you got your copy with you, or maybe I'll read it. It's up to you. Uh, well, you're the author. Why don't, why don't you read it? So it's it, it has uh, you aren't mine, um, but I always it has the building in front of it. So matter of fact, I'll read one and you read one. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read mine that really moved me, and then you can read the one that really moves you. So again, folks, this is a copy of the book, not mine, but I love you by Destiny Braxton. And this one really moved me. You, you aren't mine, but I will always remind you that you have a bright future, no matter the trauma or neighborhood you live in. I, I thought that was very, very profound. Um, 
and I think is a, f- a favorite of mine. Do you have a favorite? Um, yes, my favorite is You Aren't Mine, But I Promise to Protect You Every Day That I Am With You. Okay. Yes. All right. Excellent. And if y'all want to hear the rest of it, because we're not going to sit here and read the book to you. <laughs> we, we need you to go get a copy, support this young, talented author, uh, Miss Destiny Braxton. So, so let's, let's keep it going, right? Um, so you said, and you mentioned here earlier, that you wanted to work on having a voice. And so can you tell us the quote, um, speak what you seek until you see what you said? So what, what does that mean, mean to you? And then how did you implement that in your daily life? Um, to me, that means to like speak your truth, speak what you want to see into your reality, um, not just keep speaking like your false truth. So I had to stop saying I'm broke. Um, I, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sad. I, I need to speak up. So I started saying I have a voice. I am financially free of all of my troubles. Um, I'm happy I am not um, the emotional burdens that come with the challenges to get to where I need to be. And so basically to me, it meant that I needed to speak what I wanted to see in order to see those changes in my life and not just speak it and do nothing about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, well said. I I think some folks are going to appreciate that because really, you know, my mama used to say, actions speak louder than words. Um, and, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right. And right. I'm, sh- I'm sure your mother had a couple of sayings herself. <laughs> yes. you know. um, so, so tell us about, so I want to shift gears from the book to this amazing idea of, of coffee and curls. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you come up with that idea? You know, again, because you mentioned it, I hope I dream. And that, I believe that's on your, your website. So, so, so tell us about that, Coffee and Curls. Okay, so I came up with the name Coffee and Curls because it's two things that, like, describe me. Like, everybody knows that I have the curls out or in a bun, or I always have a cup of coffee. Oh, and okay. for me, I chose Coffee and Curls because coffee symbolizes energy, and I wanted to bring positive energy into the day. And curls, I wanted to break the stereotype that in order to be successful in this world, that you had to have straight hair or you had to wear your hair a certain way when as part of the black culture, we have curly hair. Right. right, And our natural hair is what is what defines us. And it's a part of our appearance. Right. Right. So we come in all shades and colors, our hair different textures because black because black is beautiful mm-hmm. black is beautiful okay and then the coffee because you just like to bounce around that coffee helps you right <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right I can, I, I can dig it i can dig it um let me let me ask you this question let's see uh in terms of superpowers if you had a superpower what would your superpower be Really? Uh-huh. My superpower is making money disappear. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> it happens more often than I would like. Um, but I Your think, mother probably can appreciate that response. Yes, because yeah. it's true. Um, not just from my pockets, but from like everybody else's pockets too. Um, but I think <laughs> my superpower would be kindness. Kindness? Okay. Yeah, because... I'm I'm kind to everybody that I see. Like whether we are on good terms or not, 
because I never know what somebody else is going through because they may not always voice it mm-hmm. and or they may just choose to go through it silently. But it never hurts to be kind to somebody, even if it's just, hey, how are you doing? Or, hey, can I help you with whatever you're doing right now? So or walk around with a wand and, and zap them. Kindness. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's what they say. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. <laughs> All right. So are you missing your students now? Yes, I literally cleaned out my classroom yesterday, and the last date that I had written on my board was March 13th, and uh-huh. it it was surprising to me because I, like, now that I've been home and just haven't, like, had, like, any priorities, the days kind of, like, go together. Half the time, I don't know what day of the week it is, right. but to go back yesterday and see that the last date that I wrote was March 13th. And usually, like, my kids are there to help me take my classroom down, but I had to do it by myself. Okay. And so, like, the only interaction I have with them is on my teacher Facebook. I mean, my teacher Instagram. So when was, so so March 13th, that was uh, roughly two months ago, right? So how did you get creative, right? Because class, when did class actually let out? Um, I believe it was March 20th. Oh, that was the last day of school for... Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So you just only had roughly a week of kind of communicating with the, with the students. Really? We only had a day. Like we got the announcement that school was closing for like two weeks mm-hmm. or more. And then we had a day to get work together and hand it to them. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense. Um, let's, let's have a little fun. Okay. Are you game for that? I love so, something I usually I usually play a game called either or. Okay. Um, I was in the so you know stores are open so I, I couldn't resist being stuck in the house, and I picked up something called uh, "Would you rather?" questions. Okay. okay. So um, I'm gonna ask you a couple. You got to choose one or the other. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So would you rather pet sit or babysit? Babysit. Babysit. Ah, yes. Because you're 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 a new mother, right? I am, and he's eight months today. Eight, oh, eight months today. Yes. Oh, who, who does that? Who counts months? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a woman thing. You count count months. Okay. And do you mind sharing his his name? His name is Elijah Christian Edwards. Ah, Elijah Edwards. Oh, is that name anyone after the family? No. 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 Okay. Elijah. That's that's a pretty. That's that's a nice name. I say pretty since it's a boy. That's that's a that's a name. That's a strong name. That's what yes. we say. That's a strong name. Okay. Um, receive a letter or receive an email. Would you rather receive a letter or receive an email? An email. An email. Oh, that's that millennials talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather go water skiing or snow skiing? Have you ever water been skiing? skiing. Water no, skiing? I, no, I've done like jet skis and water tubing and all that. Okay. Okay. In- interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Here, here's your last and final one. Would you rather watch Netflix or Hulu? Oh, man. Yeah. I think we stumped you with that one. I know because now, like Netflix doesn't. I've seen like all their movies, but I, I guess I would still say Netflix. 
Ah, Netflix. Okay, well, thank you for playing with with with, uh, with your rather. We do that every once in a while. It's a little crazy, you know. And guess what your prize is? What? Thank you for playing. Thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for playing. I never win anything anyway, so I'll I'll take that because. All I'm- right, good deal. So let's. Uh, so I want to know three people that inspire you, that that keep you encouraged <clears throat> in all of your in- endeavors that you do. Three three people that really inspire you. Hmm. Okay. Three people. So first, I would have to say my twin sister. Ah. Yeah. Is that really a con- the connection thing with twins? Is that a, is that a real thing? Like, if she gets hit, do I feel it too? Well, yeah. Oh no, that's not real. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So, um, but sometimes you can. It, it can be have a certain certain thought, but you know. Now, sometimes we do person. like we are like singing the same song in our heads, and then like one would sing it out loud, and we'll be like, "I was just singing that in my head." Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your sister inspires you. Yes. You okay. Um, another person that inspires me would be my academic advisor right now while I'm pursuing my PhD. Okay. Because I, I kept saying like, I could do this. I could do this. Like, because my first semester I was so pregnant and then I had Eli and then I had to like take him to my final exam and I was kind of discouraged. Um, but she would always say like, it's okay if you take a break, like this, not like defeat. You can take it and complete in the class and like come back and do it. Mm-hmm. But just know that I'm not going to let you quit because you will do this. And I have hope that you will do this. And she also was very emotionally supportive and she saw me as a human and not just a student, mm-hmm. which I appreciate a lot because then like after I had Eli, I experienced postpartum depression. And then it was like harder for me to get back into doing my schoolwork or to like want to do anything. But she constantly checked on me. She gave me words of encouragement. She shared like her personal experiences. So that helped me and kept me encouraged that I am more than just a mom. I'm more than just a student. I am a human. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those those things happen, you know. It's again, it's a process of change. It's a process of growing and learning yourself. So that so that's good. That's that's good to to, to hear that you were able to have that support. So that's two people. I need one more. Oh man, a third person. That's a lot of pressure because it's a lot of people, and then I feel like everybody's going to be like, "Why wasn't I your third person?" Well, um, they'll, be, they'll be the third person as soon as they buy the book. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I would say. I don't know. I guess like my third person would have to be Eli, which is my son. Ah, because okay. okay. My why for everything is now Eli. Right. I and understand. so everything I do, I do it for him. I do it to make sure he has a better future. I do it because I want him to see the best version of his mom. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 kids have a habit of changing. Yeah, yeah they, they do. Sometimes you don't get it right. You know, my story is a little different. It took me a few times before I could actually get it right. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's still it's it's a process. It's a process. So how do you how do you maintain balance? You know, right. Like so even now. Right. Um, how do you maintain balance um, in terms of, you know, with COVID-19, um, you know, some of the stuff happening in the world? You have a young you know, you have young son. You know, how, how does how do you maintain the balance during this time and stay positive? 
Um, so I've dedicated like two hours in the morning and two hours at the end of the day just to like reflect mm-hmm. and or do something for me ah. because it is a lot going on in the world. And then I also do have like a lot of priorities during the day. And sometimes I forget that I have to take care of my mental health be like with, while dealing with everything else that's going on in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you working on these days, the future Dr. Destiny Braxton? <sighs> well, I just registered for my second semester um, of my PhD. Um, I'm currently working on another book, but this one is about um, poems and about my transformation into motherhood. Um, I'm also working on just focusing on myself and slowing down and being in the now. Okay. Okay. Tell us how folks could, so uh, you mentioned, you have a coffee and girls, right? So you mentioned, is that the, I will, I dream. Um, yeah. So it's, I hope I dream. I hope I dream. Yes. And so you can find those videos on YouTube under coffee and curls or I also post them to my website, which is I hope I dream dot dot com. Okay. Um, I also sell cups for coffee and curls, but I sell that on Etsy. And okay. the shop for Etsy is the coffee and curls shop. Oh, you have a, a sample. I'm a, I'm a visual person. I do. So I have this cup. And this is my logo, and on the on this little cup it says coffee and curls. Okay. okay. And then I have a smaller one that says the same thing. And then I also decided to do this cup, which says gold digger, because we have oh, gold. And we, I like that. I like that gold yes. versus gold, because that's yes. that's a totally different thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's a totally different thing. Yes, indeedy. So so. Uh, what right right now? So do you do a lot of reading um, to Elijah? I do. Me and Eli, we love to read. Yes. And what's your favorite book that you're reading to him right now? Um, all the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah, Dr. Seuss. That's that's classic. It's been around a long time. Yes. It's been that's been around a long. That's been around a long time. It's been around a long time. One of the things I like to ask my guests, um, you know during certain periods uh, of the interview, sometimes it's the beginning, sometimes at the end. I'm, I think I'm going to ask it now. What does living a rich life mean to you? What does it mean to you as well as it, what does it look like to you? It means, or what it looks like to me is having all the things that I would want to have in order to live a comfortable life without living above my means. Mm. And even though I may not be able to have all the materialistic things, okay. I have an abundance of love and support and health. Right. So okay. to me, that's what living a rich life means because it's all things that cannot be taken away if I didn't have money tomorrow. Right, right. Oh, sound like you got some money. <laughs> <laughs> just, just mess, just mess. You know, I, you know, I got jokes. I've always had jokes. <laughs> I, I've always had jokes. So, um, you 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 have you quoted saying create creating a positive community one cup at a time. How would you take your cup of positivity 
if you had to choose between coffee, tea, and hot cocoa? I think I know the answer to this, but you know, creating a positive community one cup at a time. But what, what, what how'd you come up with that phrase? Um, because like there's there's different things that people like drink in the morning or mm-hmm. throughout the day to get to maintain their energy. And my thing about positive uh, coffee curls is to create positive energy and to, again, to be as authentic as and um, unapologetic as possible. So for me, like, I'm not going to be sorry that my coffee cup is filled with 90% creamer and 10% sugar uh, coffee. But that's also because that, that also describes who I am because I'm more nice than bitter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if I had a coffee cup and it was full of bourbon, that wouldn't be a problem. No, because it's whatever you bring to the table and everybody has something to bring to the table. Oh, I like that. I like that. Hopefully y'all folks are getting inspired. Um, Again, we have Destiny Braxton. She is in her second uh, semester working on her PhD, Um, has a lot to offer, author, um, educator, kind heart, um, be sure to follow her before to get a, get a get a copy of the book again. Not mine, but I love you again. This is to me. This is a, a an excellent example of it takes a village, and um, we we thank you for being part of that village um, for your students, um, for those probably not just in your school, not just in your classroom, but within the school system. So we, we appreciate that. We, we thank you and we wish you but nothing but continued success. So we want to make sure you follow Destiny um, Braxton. And uh, what, what is your IG? What is your IG? Because I didn't, I didn't hear you. You got a curl, yeah, coffee my, and curls. My Instagram is coffee underscore and curls. Okay. Coffee underscore and curls. Okay. Yes. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So we got a few more questions for you. So don't okay. think you was getting don't think you was getting away um, that easy. Um, if you had a song that would depict your life, what would your theme song be? I was here by Beyonce. It's I was a here song by- that I listen to every day on my way to work. I was here by Beyonce. How, how does that? Go? I, I've never. I, I'm a. I well, say I'm a now you want me to sing? I ain't say sing, but how's it go? I'm, I mean, I might have to Google that. I, I was. Yeah, I, I think you might just have to Google that one because I'm not. <laughs> I'm in, I'm not <laughs> I, I wasn't going to sing. Um, I am here. I was here. I was here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because folks, so for, I was here. Okay. Search. Uh huh. I was here by Beyonce. Oh. That was a. Um, was that a good? Was that a classic? I don't think so. Mm, no, no, <laughs> she's no. like, no, I don't think so. It'd be my face there. Oh, okay. Uh oh, uh oh. Okay. I was here mm-hmm. by Beyonce. <clears throat> yeah, doesn't want to come up. I'm going to have to Google. I'm going to check that out so okay. I can hear. So that's your theme. My, mine is Shaft. Okay. Shaft. Do you know about Shaft? Nope. <laughs> that's what we call, ask your, ask your, ask your mother. 
Ask your mothers. That's what we call a generation gap. <laughs> generation, that's what we call a, a, gen, a generation gap. Um, so tell us, tell us something that, um, you know, folks don't know about you, but, but you know, that you, you, you like to share. Tell us something that you would like to share that folks generally don't know. Like, I didn't know he was a coffee drinker. Um, so tell I, us something that, you know, you think, you know, you just don't know. Um, we, we don't know. No, I'm, I guess, let's see. I'm obsessed with buying coffee mugs and coffee cups that have cute sayings on them. Okay. Like they have to be like cute or they have to be like motivational. Like I, I can't just have like a plain coffee cup. Okay. So it has to have some writing on it of some sort. <sighs> yes. But it has to be like uplifting so I can like, it can make my coffee taste better. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that, that makes sense. It gets you inspired. I, yeah. can, I can understand it. I can understand it. Right. Those, those, my mother's one of those individuals that likes those type of cups. She actually has my cup next to all her other stuff. So mom fuel and living a rich life with rich James cup and laugh, love, listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. all that, all that other good stuff. So let, let's talk about legacy building. Um, Cause again, when you have, when you have children, that's, that's a big piece. What legacy would you like to leave behind? Um, for your son, sons. Um, to follow your heart and just never give up because things got too hard. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one reason why I'm continuing my PhD program, even though it's like super challenging. But if getting a PhD was for everybody, it would be made easy. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And that's also why I wrote the book and I dedicated the book to Elijah and to my nieces and soon to be born nephew. Um, but yes, and I just want like my son to know that he can do anything and he can have a voice in any form, whether it's written or he just wants to be heard. Gotcha. Okay. That's 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 very admirable. And again, it's, it's no easy task. You don't want folks to just be things to be handed on a silver platter. Um, any, any advice on how to become um, an educator slash author, entrepreneur? What advice would you give someone that's trying to, whether it's to write a book, you know, get into special um, education? I would say to follow your heart and to have a vision and to make it happen. Like don't conform to somebody else's ideas or somebody else's like words. Because for me, like, again, a lot of people said, Oh, get your PhD, become a college professor. No, I knew I wanted to teach middle school. I also knew I wanted to teach middle school math and I wanted to teach in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. Um, writing my book, my author, I mean, my publisher, like from the beginning, she was like, this is amazing. I could tell from your words, like how passionate you are about being a teacher and how much you care. And as she was like publishing my book, she, she incorporated all of my ideas. She never was like, oh, let's do it this way because Mm -hmm. this will sell better. It was, okay, this is your idea. We're going to go with it because this was awesome. This is what you brought to the table. So again, without giving them too much um, illustration, who who did the illustration for you? Because 
Um, some, some pretty the decent person stuff. that did my illustration, she was uh, my coworker last year, and she taught seventh grade science. Um, but she also like all of her posters in her room were posters that she drew. And so uh, I loved how all of her posters look and they were original. And I just knew that she would be the person that could make my illustrations come to life. Okay. Do you want to give, you want to say her name? You want to give her a shout out? Uh, shout out to Anna J. Peterson. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the illustrations are, are, are pretty good. It's, it's, you know, this, this is the type of writing motivation. And I think again, um, a lot of kids should definitely, uh, kids and adults, more importantly, should take the time to, to read this. Because again, like I said, it takes it takes a village, it takes a village to raise folks. It takes it takes a village. So, um, what else can we say um, about yeah, about 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 your book? You say you have another one in the works. Yes. What, when it, how uh, how far along are you with that book? Um. So I'm still like in the stages of still like composing poems, but the majority of them are like that I've written once I started my transition into motherhood mm-hmm. and with postpartum depression and overcoming it. So you say, okay. Yeah. So how, how many, uh, can, can you, can you spit something for us right quick? Mm, I don't think I'm ready to share them. No. Out okay. Yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, but you know, I say always when opportunity presents itself, right. you can always be ready. Yeah. You're ready, but you're not ready to share. Yes. Okay, I respect that. I re- I, I respect that. I respect that. I love it. Um, so I, I you really kind of went through some of the emotions just from a transition again. So you had the postpartum, and I appreciate you you sharing that. Um, what else have you been doing now to kind of pass your time during this this, this COVID nineteen situation? Um, I've been reading more. Um, I've also been like taking walks with my son because that's like literally all we could do. Mm-hmm. And that's all I felt comfortable doing even as things slowly started to open back up. Ah, nice. So you attended VCU, mm-hmm. right? Everyone has a funny college story. You know, I'm a pretty funny guy. I like to think I am. Tell us one of your funny moments that you experienced while in school. Oh. You had a funny childhood when you, you jumped off the balcony, which that, that just sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a funny moment that you experienced while in, in school. Everyone that experienced that has been to college has those type of moments, I think, because college is just nothing like college. That's the first thing. Um, you get to be free, you get to learn a little more about yourself, be a little more responsible. Tell us a funny moment that you experienced in college. No, I don't. I don't. You didn't have any funny moments, Destiny. Don't worry. I know your mother might be watching, or she'll check it. It's it's okay. It's it's okay. You, it's okay. I don't know. I guess it would be like Thirsty Thursdays was a thing, <laughs> and like I would wake up and I would take like shots with my friends, and then we would go to class. And then we would be in class, like, all right, where are we drinking next? Where are we going? And I'm like, I can't believe I did this every Thursday. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But that's that. And it was like, it was, it was, I think every, I don't know how I managed, but every Thursday that I've, every, of every semester, I only had one class. 
Uh, how I got it that way, but yeah, it we, allowed we, me to truly enjoy Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. And probably uh, your mother's probably saying the same thing. She, did yeah. she know that? She knew about Thirsty yeah. Thursdays? Oh, oh, my mom knows that I like to drink. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, man. Um, who would you like to work with for one day and why? Right? Well, either professionally or personally, who would you like to work with? I mean, I think as an educator and an author, there has to be somebody in the back of your mind um, that, hey, I would, I would enjoy working with them, working on a project, maybe writing a, a, their life story, whatever the case is. I don't know. I think, you know, tell me. Um, I think it would have to be my favorite author. Not saying that I would like, I would want to like try to work with her on a book, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not saying that I don't want to. Um, so my favorite author is Lisa Scotland and she writes uh, psychological thrillers. Mm. And literally in every single book, it's like, I think I have this mystery figured out. And then it's like five different plot twists. And it was like, girl, you was wrong. But her books are like good from start to finish. And she's and it's like her books are very informative. And it's based about like the actual laws and criminal justice system. Okay, so is there potentially... A psychological thriller in the works for Destiny Braxton, right? So we have, what kind of book would you say this is? I, I think one one of inspiring, one of of caring and, and kindness, mm-hmm. um, and informative. I, I think this is, and then you have your poem, which is probably some emotional connection. Mm-hmm. What? So is there a psychological thriller in in the works for? I think that there could be. I'm not going to, like, shut the the idea down altogether. But mm-hmm. I think that I watch enough, like, Lifetime and read enough books to, like, be creative enough to make a psychological thriller. Okay. So I'm not going to, like, say no off the bat. But it hasn't been a, an explored idea yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, well, Destiny, I want to I definitely want to thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you for having me. Uh, sharing your story, and, and this is your first radio talk show appearance. Yes. 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 Ah, so don't don't forget where you started. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see many great things ahead for you. Um, I wish you the best. I know you will be successful. Um, you're talented, um, and and you're caring, and I see a, a very bright future. So so stay safe, stay healthy. Um, anything you want to share before you before you we uh, we sign off? Um, I do want to reiterate that my book is bilingual. It's English going forward and Spanish going backwards. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. I sort of I started to read it in Spanish, and then I said I got to <laughs> you know, I got to work on it. I got to work on my Spanish. Right. So until next time, um, I, I want you to stay safe, um, stay healthy, keep writing. Keep shining and uh, keep living a rich life. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. There you have it. Destiny Braxton, author, educator, um, very inspiring individual. Um, Again, she's going to do great things. She's going to do great things. And I I look forward to seeing what's next um, as she continues uh, her journey. 
Um, she is working on her PhD. So it's um it's been a very trying experience again, uh, just to reiterate uh, the world's changing, but uh, you know, living a rich life again, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep doing this once a week. Um, and we're gonna, we're just gonna just keep hammering away, getting folks, getting guests that's gonna continue to inspire, that's gonna continue to engage, um, just to make sure that, um, you know, we, we, we're sharing um, folk stories, and uh, we want to make sure that you're living a rich life, whatever that means to you. Um, so with that being said, um, our featured guest is, is in. He has uh, entered the arena. And um, our featured guest is a very, very uh, fit person, good, good friend of mine, shall we say. Um, he is a fellow Morgan State University graduate. Uh, he is an NASM certified professional trainer, one of the best fitness nutrition specialists in the country, a bona fide health coach and entrepreneur. He is fashionable and he is fit. Please welcome Mr. Troy Blackwell. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. I got to get my sound together. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. Okay. Well, I, I can hear you. I can, did you hear your intro? Give me one minute. Okay. So we're going to let Troy get his technical sound. Normally, again, we have folks in the studio um, in which, uh, you know, at the time, I, I use this time, my, my team of the executive producer, Monty, He's he's been great during this time. Um, but again, this is what we've been doing. Um, we've just been took it from the station to, to online and, and it's been a fabulous, fabulous journey. So I'm, I'm learning some things as I continue to grow in this business as a media um, and event host. And, um, you know, my, my guests are, are unbelievable. Troy, you're back with us. All right. I got you. Oh, my man. Now, did you hear my intro? I did not hear your intro, man. I'm sorry. Okay. My sound was off at the, at the moment, uh, so I didn't get a chance to hear what you said. Okay, so I'm no stranger to doing it over. We'll take another take. <laughs> so today's featured guest here on Living a Rich Life with Rich James. He is a fellow Morgan State University graduate. He is a NASM certified personal trainer, one of the best fitness nutrition specialists in the country a bona fide health coach and entrepreneur. He is fashionable and he is fit. Please welcome Mr. Troy Blackwell. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on board tonight. Been looking forward to this. So I can't wait to uh, get into what it. we got tonight. A absolutely, absolutely. So one of the principles of living a rich life is, is good health. And um, I, I couldn't think of anyone other than Troy Blackwell and his and his team and his company and what and what you're doing. So first and foremost, let's let the folks know where, where you're from. So I am from a uh, a small town called Valley Lee, which is in uh, in Southern Maryland, in St. Mary's County. So I grew up in the sticks, man. I grew up in the country. Lots of farms, you know, lots of land, lots of spaces in between the homes. You know, okay. one of those neighborhoods when you ride down the street, if you see someone else black, they wave at you automatically. <laughs> kind of okay. 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 
let's I want to get right into the fitness thing because I, I already reached out to you to engage because I need to, you know, good health is one of my, my main principles and I'm I'm trying to get to that point. So we'll talk about sure. that offline. But so what got you started in the health and fitness industry? So I've um I've always been pretty active. I've always been an athlete. Um you know, I started playing soccer at five years old and I just, I never stopped, you know, from that point on, uh, I was always involved in some type of sport uh, all the way up to this point now. So, you know, I've, I've never not been active. Um, and growing up, you know, my parents were really instrumental in teaching us about health just by their example. You know, they always had the healthy foods for us to eat. Um, you know, we grew up on a lot of, you know, fresh farm, you know, grown foods. Products. Yeah. So we had a lot of uh, great instruction, me and my brother and my sister coming up and they didn't buy like all the, all the sweet cereals that we wanted. You know, they didn't buy all the sweet stuff <laughs> that we wanted as kids. You know, every now and then we got to go to our grandma's house, we got that kind of stuff. But at home, it, it wasn't that much, you know? So, um, so it was instilled in us pretty, pretty early. And then um, when I actually started getting into high school and competing at that level, um, I started to realize that certain foods, I wanted to understand how foods played a, a role in performance. Okay. And so I started really um, watching what I ate, especially like, you know, on game days. Like I played basketball, I ran cross country, I ran track. And um, on game days, I made especially sure that I wouldn't eat anything that would kind of make my stomach feel heavy or make me just feel, you know, mm. uncomfortable or nauseous or whatever. So um, I, I made sure that I started, you know, researching what foods made me feel the best. And from that point on, it's, it's just always been a passion for me. So and so started, through that, I started acquiring more and more over the years. So you just started at a very young age. And that generally is the case when, you know, because again, because you're, you're a pretty fit guy. Um, you know, I, we, we've seen you or I've seen you because, again, my team, we do some research and we, 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 we've researched you. We've got pictures and the whole nine. For, for days. And I said, Oh yeah, this, this guy, we gotta, we gotta see, gotta see what his thing is about. So tell us about NASM certified personal trainer. Can you tell us what that means and how it's different from other trainers out there? Yeah. So NASM stands for the national Academy of sports medicine. And, um, you know, as I started doing my research, um, on different organizations, there's a lot of them out there and, you know, all of them, you know, have their own merits, but NASM was one of the more highly regarded, um, personal training certifications out there. I actually inquired with other personal trainers that I knew that were pretty successful in the industry as to which would be the best organization to go to, to get certified. And everyone said NASM. And so I've been certified with them since 2012. And I love their program because it's, you know, when I actually had to study for this program, I mean, I, I felt like I had a kinesiology degree after going <laughs> through the materials because they really get in depth uh, in teaching about, you know, the body and functional movements and, you know, um, corrective exercise and things like that. So they are very thorough in their, uh, in their material and you have to recertify every two years. So you don't get stale with the knowledge. So every two years we, we get continuing education. So, you know, I've got the personal training certification. I've got a fitness nutrition specialist certification. I have group fitness certification. Um, you know, I'm about to get a corrective exercise certification. So every two years I continue to add on to, the different um, aspects of the training that we can get through NASM. So they're wow. very, very thorough and very highly regarded. So that's why I went with them. Okay. Now, so folks that's watching and listening and tuning in, um, you know, it's summertime. I know the situation's a little different, um, but there you have it. I mean, 
with those certifications, those credentials, um, I, again, plus his story starting at a young age, you probably need to reach out. Um, so tell us, how can folks get connected with you? And then I want to get into your, your name of your organization. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't really do a whole lot of marketing. I mean, pretty much all of the clients that I've gotten up to this point have all been through word of mouth and through um, just exposure through social media. I mean, I don't even have my website up right now. It's just been, I've been getting business just by people referring me through their experiences with me. So um, I have a, a group on Facebook called Team Core Health and Wellness that I post to regularly. I have my uh, my Instagram, my Instagram Team Core page. And that's pretty much it. That's all that I use for marketing. And now, that's not to say that I won't do that in the future. Um, but, you know, up to this point, that's been enough to keep me busy with the clients that I have because they just keep referring more and more people to me. Right. Um, so much so that I can't really keep up with them at this point. <laughs> right. And usually word of mouth is, is, is that's the best kept, kept secret. I mean, yeah. word of mouth is usually, right? So you Absolutely. go there, someone tells you, I mean, I, again, other than the fact that we went to college together, someone told me, I was like, really? And I started right. talking to you and we connected. So things of that nature. And, and again, I guess the future. So let's talk about the future of what Team Core, um, is it health and wellness? Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. you know, in which you might, is it just you or do you have uh, other, so it's more personal, life, well, it's personal trainer, but in the future, you're thinking of expanding? Absolutely, yeah, I, that's, that's actually a great question because um, throughout the journey, you know, of course it started off with just me and as I've grown, so one thing that I did, uh, I think I started back in 2013 or 2014, something like that, is I started offering a, a boot camp here mm -hmm. in Laurel um, and it was just during the summer months, well, not just the summer, but the warm months out of the year. And it was over in a, a local park. So I would bring people together over there. And as people would walk by, they would see us working out mm. and they would start asking, what are we doing? And so just by me holding, having that boot camp, I started getting lots of clients that just wanted to be a part of what we were doing. They saw that we were having fun. We were cutting up. We were, you know, having a good time. We were encouraging each other. You know, we were just, you know, having a blast right, right. at the same time, staying active, getting fit. You know, people were seeing changes in their body composition and, and starting to to really, you know, see great results. And so that's how things really started to grow. And so, you know, some of the folks that actually became part of that boot camp are now part of this team core movement that we've got going on, because now they're posting a lot of things that we're doing in our team core group sessions on their social medias and in their pages. And so now we've got this kind of like this team core group and it's not just me. It really is a team. And we're just trying to continue to expand and get the word out about health and wellness, especially in the black community, because we need it. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things going on, of course, with COVID, you know, it affects us a little bit more than, than the other communities. Right. Uh, you know, we got the, high, the, the diabetes, the high blood pressure. So those pre-existing conditions, we need to we need to, you know, get that under control. And this is one of the things that I I'm really uh, excited about in the future is it's really helping our community get right, fit right. and get healthy. Yeah, well, again, folks watching, I, I have uh, uh, Troy Blackwell here, and I, I got to tell you, I've seen some of your pictures, and I'm like, this dude is no way in the world somebody's going to think he's how, how old he is. And we're not as, look, you know, black don't crack, and we're not as black young as, as, we, <laughs> as we look. So I, I like to see you're looking good. I see you there. You got your gym. And, and, and behind yes. you, so and you got the. I can see this. The the, the what's the the, the the diagram? What's what's the diagram of, of the human anatomy? There you go, right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The corner over there. Everything you need to know about the human anatomy, right there in that corner. 
right, all the different yeah. muscle groups. So if people have questions about well, what muscle is this that we're working, I can just show them right on the chart what we're working. Okay. And when you, so your clients, so when you have your clients, I'm sure folks want to know, when you have your clients, do you bring them to your gym? I know you said sometimes you do stuff outside. Uh, what's kind of, can, can, can we expect um, signing up with uh, team, so, team core? So, yeah, so interesting. Of course, times have changed, right? <laughs> Where we are right now. Right. But I actually started off going to people's homes. You know, the, the first thing I started doing when I was working, uh, I was working in Virginia because I, I still do IT. I was working in Virginia, and this is actually before I got certified. There was a gentleman that I worked with that, you know, he would always make comments. because I see you always eating healthy. I see, you know, you, you talk about working out all the time. You're always reading these fitness books. And, um, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. What can you tell me to help me, you know, lose some weight? You know, he Put was that big Mac about, down. <laughs> what's that? Put that big Mac down. <laughs> That's one of them, right? <laughs> But he was probably about maybe 40, 50 pounds overweight at the time. And uh, but one thing I noticed about him is every day he came into the office drinking a Mountain Dew, like religiously. Right. And it right. wasn't just a small can of Mountain Dew. It was that big. It was that, you know, that one liter bottle. Like right. every day. So I just gave him one piece of advice. I said, listen, instead of drinking that Mountain Dew every day, why don't you switch that to water or some tea or green tea or something like that? So that's the one thing I wanted you to switch. And he did that for a month. And after. After the month was done, he had lost eight pounds without exercising at all, right? Mm. Just changing his habit of getting all that sugar through those sodas, right? Right. And through that one piece of advice, he lived near where my office was. So he's like, listen, I'm looking for a personal trainer. Would you be willing to come to my house to train me and my wife? And that's how I started off. I actually left work, went over to his house and actually trained him and his wife in their home. And then I and then after I did that, I, that's when I came home and did my own training, yeah. right? And so through that, I would actually start putting nutrition plans together for him. He would actually um, write out everything that he ate, so I can kind of analyze and see exactly what he was getting in his diet, and I can kind of like, like good, bad, you know, you don't want this, you know, take that off and switch it and add this instead, type of thing. And through that, he was like, you know, you, you really shouldn't be doing this IT stuff. You need to be doing the personal training stuff. How come you're not doing that full time? Because that seems to be more of your passion. Right. And so that was the spark for me to actually go get certified and start training. And that's how I started off. Now, from that point, I've actually built my home gym in my home because I don't want to be affiliated with any other gyms because they take stuff off the top and they control how you can do things. I didn't want to be affiliated with a gym. And so I built a home gym in my house. And so people that want to train with me that are local, I bring them here and we train here. And I've had about. 20 different clients over the years that have come to my home to train with me um, in, a, in a private studio. And that's been great for them because they don't get distracted. I don't get distracted. It's just me and them. Right. right. You know, so we can just focus on their goals, you know, what it is they want to accomplish without any other types of distractions. And so once COVID hit, we had to pivot. I had to pivot, right? Just like any other personal trainer that can't train in the gyms anymore because every, all the gyms are shut down. And so now, I'm finding a lot more exposure because I'm doing what you're doing right now. I'm doing the Zoom meetings, right? Okay. And so I just let folks know, hey, Saturday mornings, I'm doing a boot camp, 9 a.m. Let's get the word out. I've got people all over the country joining yeah. me for my Zoom boot camps now. Yeah. So that's great because now I'm able to get more exposure. So this has actually opened the door to, you know, access more people because of the situation that we're in. So we had to pivot our business 
or I had to pivot my business to, to make sure that, you know, we can still make money, still right. go out there and help people and make an impact. But now we have more exposure because we're getting a broader, a broader audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm thinking, you know, a friend of mine, she, she started doing some of these classes and um, she went literally from five people to, I say a good 105 people within a month and a half. And honestly, Troy, I, I, I see that, you know, I, again, I see that, that, that for you, right. Yeah. In terms of, you know, having that opportunity and having that space needed, you might have a need to get a bigger, a whole building at some point that, you know <laughs> what I mean? Because again, like you said, I think the dude said the passion and, and the commitment and again, what you're doing is, is is benefiting other folks. You know, you keep yourself in shape and the facts again for, for the black community, which again, I, I know we've been trying to connect um, for a while, um, but you know, oh, yeah, I'm a little nervous too, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to have my doctor's notes and let you know, you know, because I used to be an athlete myself. I used to be an athlete myself. So so let me, let me, let me ask you this question in terms of what is this hydro... Hydroponics? Oh, hydroponic. Hi hydroponics. So, yeah. So it's basically, um, you know, it's a different way of growing soil inside or growing, not soil, growing plants inside. So when I first started hearing about COVID, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen with the grocery stores? You know, are we still want to have access to all the, you know, okay. the food that we need if everybody's going to be on quarantine. I don't know. I just started thinking about, you know, how do I prepare for that? And, you know, my brother, my brother went to Morgan as well. I don't know if you know my brother or not, but he went to Morgan as well. And he lives in North Carolina and he started a whole, you know, extravagant garden in his backyard. He's got everything in there. I mean, like everything. Mm. And so um, I was like, well, I don't really want to put a whole lot of effort because I really don't have time to tend a big garden. So I just kind of started doing some research online and they've got these um, these contraptions where you can put in your home and start growing a garden. Um, and for me, I'm just starting off with herbs. Right. You know, I've got like parsley. I've got cilantro. Not cilantro. I want cilantro. Mm, I've got right, uh, right. I've got basil. I've got mint. I've got thyme. So these are just things. I love fresh herbs. You know, and I just love to be able to take what I need and use them instead of buying them at the grocery store. And you have to buy them in these big bunches, and they end up going bad before right. you get to use it all. Right. So this way, I can just kind of take what I need. And just let the rest of it grow and, and use it when I need it. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of folks were thinking about that too, you know, the grocery store. Cause what I didn't understand when folks start taking toilet paper, what they're gonna do? Eat the right. toilet paper? <laughs> I never understood that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm gonna actually take you over here so so you can see what my little hydroponic garden looks like. Oh uh, yes, that's what I like. That's what I like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Very nice. So right very You've got basil, you got two types of basil, you got mint, you've got thyme, you've got dill. Um, yeah. And that's something you do, and that's a result of, of, of the whole situation now, the COVID. You said, hey, let me start growing my own stuff. Yeah, you know, I've always kind of wanted to have some stuff in the house, but when COVID hit, I was like, well, this <laughs> is a, it's a, it's it's the best time to do it right now. Right, right, right. Now's a, now's a good time as ever. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed. What's, what's some of the toughest moments you face when it, when it comes to your clients and, and this is probably more of a, a personal question um you know your clients you want them to achieve they want to achieve a certain weight or body you know physique 
what's some of the toughest moments you face when trying to get a, a client? You might recommend something, but they'd be like, uh, how, how do you, how do you have? Yeah. I mean, so the toughest thing with, with any client is getting results. Okay. Uh, because once clients start to see results, that's when they get more committed. Yeah, if they don't see results, then they, they get discouraged and they get discouraged quick. So one of the things that has to be talked about up front is, you know, setting some realistic goals. All right. And realistic goals are usually I try to you know, tell folks that you're not going to lose 10 pounds in a week. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can realistically probably do one to two pounds a week. That's definitely doable. But you have to stay consistent. And the hardest things for most personal trainers is mm-hmm. we can't be with our clients 24 <laughs> seven. Right. Right. The, the, the client is going to perform when they're with their trainer because there's that level of accountability that's there right in their face. But when they're home and when they're out doing their daily lives, it's really difficult sometimes for them to stay on track. And so as personal trainers, we work hard to make sure that we're in your ear, that you're thinking about everything that you're doing to help you get the results that we set, that we set our goals for in the beginning. Um, but a lot of times with, with, uh, with people, it's really hard for them to stay consistent. And so that makes our job really hard to make sure that we're staying in touch with them and making sure that they're staying on track just through communication, through email, through phone calls. You know, how's, how did your day go? How's your week? You know, what, what did you eat bad this week? What do you feel good about? You know, what do you feel sorry for that you did this week? You know, we have to kind of stay on time to help our, our clients stay on track. Now, some clients are better than others. Right. You said that you were an athlete, so you've already got some of that ingrained in you. You know what it takes to be successful as an athlete. You know, you know what training is like. You know how you have to put your body through different types of things in order to perform when, you, when you're competing. So you've already got that type of background. Some of the, some of the folks that I work with have never been athletes before. Okay. So it's totally new for them. Now, for me, I've always been an athlete. And so I have to kind of bring myself down to the level where folks that have never done what I've, what I've done all my life. And I have to come and put myself in their shoes and understand how they're hearing me, not just what I'm saying. You know, right. because I, have to, I have to understand where they're coming from in order to be most effective because they're not going to uh, feel like working out if they're not comfortable doing it. Right. right. Okay? So yeah. we have to make it as comfortable as possible and relate as much as possible to where they're coming from. So that's right. always a challenge because, you, you know, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes and see where they're coming from in order for them to get the best results. Yeah. So it's about about results. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's no, I think that's a big piece there. It's because if you don't, not seeing what, you know, you're going, you're going, and if you're doing everything right and you don't see no results, then um, it's like, why am I, why am I doing Let me go ahead and have right. this, this ice cream cookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, but I, I, again, the, the key is, is just staying engaged and staying in touch. You don't just let them go off on their own and, and try to do everything during the week and say, okay, well, I'll see you again next week. All right. Yeah. That's not going to work that way. And if, if the people are really disciplined, it may be, but most folks aren't. And so you have to really stay in contact with them. And that's any personal trainer worth their money is going to make sure that they're communicating with you on a regular basis to make sure that you're staying on track. Okay. Um, so what, what are some of your personal goals and, 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 and how are you achieving them during this quarantine? So one of the best decisions that I've made after, you know, we, we started this quarantine was investing in my home gym because now I got a lot of people looking at me like, man, I wish I had a gym right now. Because <laughs> gym. Um, but I tell you, this is um, 
this is what I do to kind of relax and kind of just decompress, Be, you know, because all the stresses that are around us, you know, I still have a full-time job, I still do IT, I have a startup that I'm working on. So life is really busy, but working out for me is a stress reliever. It helps me calm down. It helps mm-hmm. me decompress. Um, but at the same time, it helps me stay in shape. Right. Helps me, you know, um, age more gracefully. Everybody wants to do that. Right. Um, right. Keeps my energy up and it just makes me feel better. Yeah. So for me, it's not really a lot of hard work to convince myself to go do something to work out. Now, I know for most people, it's not like that, right? But for me, this is, this is my solace. This is my, this is my sanctuary. Right, so this right. is where I come. And for me, I just have to come downstairs. If I want to get away from stuff, all I have to do is come downstairs. <laughs> away from the family. I'm, I'm going to the lab. Right, I'm going to the basement. won't work out. Leave me alone. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, do you, so do you listen to music when you work out? What, what, what's, what's in your... What's in your, uh, your I listen, yeah, I definitely listen to music. Yeah, yeah, so music has been proven to give you more energy when you're working out. So it has been scientifically proven. So yeah, music definitely helps. And depending on the type of workout that I'm doing, if I'm doing like a high intensity interval type workout, then I'll listen to something more upbeat. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing like a strength training workout, then I'll listen to something a little bit more hardcore, gotcha, right? Gotcha. Because there's an intensity level that you get with the hardcore that helps you, you know, lift that, you know, amount of weight. But when you're doing more of a hit type workout, which is high intensity interval training, you know, something. So one song that I really like for my high intensity interval training, I don't know if you remember the song Break Your Neck by Busta Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That song has a really great Busta, tempo. Busta. And, you know, whenever I'm working out with uh, my boot camp crew live, and I'll, a lot of times I'll play that song because the tempo is really good for different types of workouts that we're doing. But yeah, music definitely makes a difference. So if you're not listening to music when you're working out, you should try it because it definitely helps. Okay. Um, so let, let's talk. So we have, again, we have Troy Blackwell, certified NASM professional trainer. Um, he's a certified nutritionist specialist. So uh, again, reach out to him. Is there like um, how how did like so for terms of pricing? Um, is that something that you can share with us? What are you, what is, is it a full gambit that you get? Is it based on the, the length of time? Um, is there something that you share or where, how can they get some information really? How can I get some information on? Um, Everything with me is, is, is fully custom. Okay. Based on what you want, we'll put together a package that's going to be great for you. I don't have a set package price. Now, my boot camps are, you know, my Zoom boot camps are tip. They're all tip based. I don't even charge. I just say, hey, if you had a great time working out with me, send me a tip, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, it's free, but you can tip if you want. But my personal training sessions are all based on your package. So, if you want a, um, a meal plan with that. If you want me to go to the grocery store with you to help you, you know, shop. If you want me to come to your house and actually show you how to prepare your food or go, you know, go through like a kitchen inventory and stuff like that. I, I can do all those things. I've done those with my clients in the past. So it's not just being here and helping you train and showing you how, the right way to exercise and how to get right. results with the exercise. If you want a custom package where we have all those other services as well with the nutrition and the, you know, the you know, okay. the company grocery store shopping so I can, you know, help you look at the food labels so you can see, hey, if you're buying this, you don't want to buy this because it has this in it. So it's right. take it off your list and let's get this instead. So those yeah. are all the types of things that I do. And that's all customized based on what people want. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's that's good to know. I think really that 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 should have mo- make folks even motivated more because sometimes, again, you know, you go to the gym, uh, 
hey, you, you pay a membership and, you know, you, you might spend most of your time looking at the machine um, right. <laughs> versus having a personal trainer, again, that motivates you, inspires you, connects with you, um, you know, and to take that extra effort to, to really actually, I've never heard someone actually, be, you know, go to the store, help you pick your food. And that's, but that's because, again, you have those certifications, you're qualified to do right. that. I mean, me, I, I do look at the labels now. Um, and yeah, I look at, labels, yeah, yeah I, I do on top of the servings. Right. So that's a big thing too. Um, I don't drink soda. Um, Good. so stuff like that, but I do look at those labels and, and that's, 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 but I still, I, I need some help. <laughs> I got to tell you that man. a lot of the things that they have on those labels, you know, a lot of these words people have never heard of before. It's like some things you can't even pronounce and people are going to go out there and do the research on those ingredients. So I've already done a lot of that. So I already know when I look at these ingredients, I was like, no, you don't want that because it's got carrageenan in it. Carrageenan is bad for your digestive system. If you've ever seen a product with carrageenan, because mm-hmm. it's in a lot of products out there, you know, the biggest thing used to be high fructose corn syrup, right? Right, yeah. So they've started taking high fructose corn syrup out of a lot of the products because we started getting hit to what high fructose corn syrup did to the body. It was processed in the liver instead of the, the gut. And so it was putting more, you know, um, strenuous you know, unnecessary strain on the liver because fructose is processed in the liver. So you don't want high fructose corn syrup because that's going to lead to higher levels of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So people started taking that out of their product. So, you know, I, I've researched all of those things. So it's easy for me to look at a label and say, hey, you don't want this because it's got this ingredient. Right, right, right. Well, folks, I hope you're all watching and I hope you're listening because uh, we, we inspiring we are reminding you and giving you information. We are informing you right here, right now. Um, some of the things that you probably should be careful what you're eating, you know. Um, and that's and that's 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 key. That's key. So now, tell us the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, what you, what you eat? Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to get my four pack back. We can get it. <laughs> we can definitely get it. Right. I, I ain't even say six. I'm gonna start with a four. <laughs> Right, Start we with a four. Those realistic goals, right? Exactly, exactly. So, but the six will come later. I, 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 hey, I'll drink to that, but I stopped. So I stopped drinking, Troy. I took a pause. You know, that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another after effect of COVID, right? A lot of us are home. Yeah, yeah. Right, and we're looking for ways to cope with what's going on, and a lot of that coping is done with drinking alcohol. Right. Yeah. And if you are doing that, no problem. You know, I have a, I have a glass of wine. I have a cocktail every now and then. But understand that alcohol is sugar. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're getting a lot of sugar in those drinks. So you have to make sure that, you know, having one is fine. But if you're going overboard, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. You don't understand how much calories and how much sugar is in the uh, alcohol, alcohol drinks that you're. Um, what if you don't even have what if you don't put a. a a cock, a chaser, not a just straight, straight liquor. There's still alcohol, there's still a lot of sugar in there. Sugar, absolutely. Still sugar. Yep. You're just taking some of it out by not mixing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so can you walk us through a, a typical workout that you do um, for yourself? I figure since you're in the in the basement, I ain't saying you got to pump anything, but just can you can you give us a a, a quick uh, uh, either walk us through a typical workout or share with us verbally whatever works yeah, for you. Absolutely. So. Um, so for me and for most of my clients that I work with, I concentrate mostly on strength training and high intensity interval training. All right. Now, why do I do that? Well, high intensity interval training, you're not going to be working out for a long period of time, but the, t- the time period that you will be working out is going to be very intense. So say, for instance, you're going to you know, choose you know, five or six different exercises. 
each of those exercises you're going to perform for like maybe 40 seconds with only like 10 to 15 seconds of rest in between. Okay. okay. So you're going to be going at a high intensity, but you're only going to be working out for 20, 25, 30 minutes max. Okay. What that does is it keeps the heart rate up and you're going to be burning calories even after you're done working out. You're still burning calories 24 hours after that workout is done. You know, so high intensity interval training is great for calorie burn. It's great for um, for fat loss, it's, and it's also great if you're incorporating some type of strength exercises in the high intensity interval training. It's also great for strength uh, strength training and building muscle. So that's one thing. The second um, combination, part of that combination, is the strength training. And as we age, strength training becomes even more important. And a lot of people don't know that because. You know, once you turn 30, you start losing muscle mass and your hormone levels start to fall. So all these things are starting to happen to you. And in order for you to maintain or even grow and actually your, your bone density starts to decrease as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you get older and older and older, if you're not incorporating, you know, some type of strength training, you're going to lose that muscle mass and you're going to lose that bone density, which makes, which makes you more fragile. Right. So you always hear about how dangerous it is for older Americans or older people in general when they fall and break their hip, how dangerous that is, that's because, you know, their bones are so fragile, they, they weren't strong enough to maintain or to uh, handle that fall. So strength training actually helps you build the bone density and it helps you build the muscle mass. Now, what does, what does increased muscle mass actually help you do? It helps you increase your metabolism. You're gonna be burning calories at a faster rate because muscle consumes calories faster, right? And it's also gonna help you burn fat at a higher rate because the more calories you're burning, the more fat is going to be targeted for energy. Right, right. So that combination is typically what I do for my own routine. And that's what I um, advise for most of my clients to get the best results. And, you know, it's not anything really strenuous um, in terms of difficult exercises. It's really just functional training, functional movements, functional movements like push-ups, like squats, you know, regular body movements. Um, we use, I have a little functional trainer back here that allows you to do pretty much every type of exercise that you need um, for every body part. So, and it's called a functional trainer. So it's just regular human movements, but with an, an additional strain so you can actually cause your muscles to actually tear. When you're working out, your muscles actually tear. Mm -hmm. They're called micro tears. And during the recovery phase is when they actually start using the protein and your diet and things like that to help the muscles grow, right? Because okay. you put the added strain on them, you know, if you're continuing to, to bench press and if you're bench pressing, let's say 141 week, and then the next week you increase to 145, your muscles are adapting to okay. be able to handle that extra weight. And because they're adapting, they have to tear a little bit more but then you have to be mindful that you have to feed your body in order for it to grow correctly as well. So you have to eat the right types of foods. And that's what we talk about in our nutrition counseling. What types of foods are you going to eat after you train to get maximum results from your workout? Oh. So have, have that's, ever, that's, that's what I really um, um, kind of focus on with my clients. You, have you ever had a client where they just never met their results? Absolutely. I think every trainer's had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be lying if I said all my train all my uh, clients always hit their results. And again, the key is is how much are they engaged and how consistent are they? Because even though I may be in their ear and, you know, 
staying in communication with them as much as possible, it's still on them to do the work. Right. right. It's still on them to make sure that they're eating right. It's still on them to, to, to make sure that they're staying consistent. I've had clients pay me for, you know, 12 week programs and, you know, upfront, right? Mm-hmm. And then they will come out for maybe the first three weeks and I don't see them again. Oh, wow. And they don't ask for a refund. Right, right. Because, right. I mean, we, we, we came to the, um, you know, agreement right up front. Hey, we're going to do 12 weeks. This is what we're going to focus on. This is exactly what we're going to do. You know, it's going to be on you to, you know, maintain your commitment level for this. And sometimes they just, they just give up. I can't, I can't control that. Right. All and it's do the best that I can and inspire and motivate them and encourage them to keep going forward. And, and, do the work. and, and is that based on like, so I'll assume you do an assessment um, with that, with, with the client and, you know, say, Hey, I want to, do a 12 week program and this is what the results, this is what I'm looking to gain, right? So it's all realistic and that's kind of the, the, the approach that you do. So you can, you know, the, right. the before and after pictures and yep. measurements. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. What, so what does that process look like for a new client? So, so yeah, we, so we always start off with, you know, we, we just talk first. You know, I want to find out, well, what, what really are your goals? You know, mm-hmm. what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Is it, you're just trying to lose weight? Are you trying to build more muscle mass? Are you just trying to become, you know, more healthy and fit and just become more active? Um, are you trying to, uh, you know, just, I don't know, just whatever it is, we, we always try to get that out up front. And then based on that conversation, we always do an assessment. An assessment consists of, like you said, the measurements. Mm-hmm. And we do body composition analysis, which is like body fat, you know, water composition, bone density, all that type of stuff. I got this machine that measures all that. And so that's where we have our starting point. And then based on their goals, we'll put together a program and we talk about realistic expectations based on how often they're going to be working out with me and the nutrition plan that we're going to put together for them, all those things. And we say in 12 weeks, here's what we can expect to happen. Gotcha, right. Gotcha. So, but the, the the most important part of that is the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because the conversation is where we connect. Right. If a personal trainer is not connecting with their client, the client is not going to stay with them long at all. And so I first have to connect with that client to see exactly what it is they want to accomplish. And then we, com- you know, we have a conversation on how it is we're going to accomplish this together, not just them, but me encouraging and, and motivating and, you know, focusing on you to, Make sure that you stay on track to get to the goals that we both set for. Gotcha. Okay. One of the, one of the key things that I like to ask my guests, you know, usually in the end, the beginning, the middle, whenever I feel a need. I mean, I wanted to make sure we got out there. Uh, since you're my featured guest, your expertise, your your skills, and make sure folks know you, you want to get in touch with this guy. And um, if that's what you're looking for, again, it's it's about good health and. I think the saying uh, "good health equals wealth" or something along those lines. <laughs> something health, along those lines. health is wealth. Health is wealth, right. exactly. Health. And again, that's right. the number one principle when it comes to living a rich life. Um, I like to ask my guests, "What does living a rich life mean to you?" So I really love that mug that, that I got from you, man. And I mean, it's it's very well balanced. And you know, I like to focus on the health part because that that one slogan, "Health is wealth," it means a lot. Because, you know, we're all very busy. You know, we're working really hard. We all have careers that we're, um, you know, dedicated to. And a lot of times I think 
people put health as a lower priority than their careers or you know other things. You know, and I believe health should be one of those top three priorities. You know, God, family, health. You know, country, all that kind of stuff. Health should be right up there near the top. Yep. Because if you're working so hard to make all this money to to enrich your family, to live this this certain this certain way of life, this lifestyle. If you're working all that hard and you're neglecting your health, when you get to the result and your health is not there, how enjoyable is it really going to be? If you're dealing with all the health issues, yep. it's not really going to be fun. So, and then there's an obligation for me. It's my family. I have an obligation to my family to stay active, to stay healthy because they want me around for a long time and I want to be around for a long time for them. And so it's not just, for my own personal, you know, uh, vanity or whatever you call it, to, to stay healthy. It's it's a conscious decision to stay healthy for the people that I love and the people that love me. All right. It's a conscious decision for me to stay healthy so that you know I'm going to be there for them when they need me, and it's a conscious decision for me to have the energy to be able to give off to other people. If I want to be a, an effective human being, I need to be energized. I need to feel good about myself. I need to have a great self-image because all those things combined, then you can share with other people, mm-hmm. right? You can share all those gifts that you have with other people. If you're feeling depressed or your self-image is low or you don't have any energy and you're always tired and you're always just wondering about, you know, how you want to feel this next day or this next day, then you're not going to give as freely to other people. If you've got all that energy right. and vitality, you can share so much of yourself with other people and, and, Give so much back Absolutely. to society because you feel good about yourself and you're healthy um, and you just have that ability to be able to give up yourself more freely. Well said. Well said. Again, we have a personal trainer certified NASM. He's a nutrition specialist. Troy Blackwell, I want to thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Um, again, reach out to this brother. I will definitely have someone from my team, if not I myself personally, we're going to connect um, and, and get me on a schedule. And I think that already has happened, just to be totally transparent. I'm, I'm thinking the, mid, the middle of this month, we'll figure out how we need to do. Um, we'll, 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 we'll set it up. So we're going to make it happen. But I want yeah. to say thank you. Thank you for being on the show. And um, I appreciate you. Stay safe. I appreciate you having me, brother. You know, anytime we want to do it again, just let me know. But uh, thanks for having me. It was a good time. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks a lot, Troy. All right, sir. All right. So there you have it, folks. Another episode of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, again, Rich James. Um, Here at Living a Rich Life, we intend to inform, inspire, and remind each other of the importance of living a rich life through some of the principles that I mentioned. Good health strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. With that being said, I want you to join us next week as we continue to dive into the lives and talents of our guests and explore how they live within the six elements of living a rich life. Until then, I'm your host, Rich James. Have a good night. Be safe. Black Lives Matter. See you, see you, see you soon. That's a wrap. Appreciate your money.